Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Today is Martin Luther King Day. Now is the time when we take the day off, well, many of us, to celebrate the birthday of the slain civil rights activist. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is an icon for the ages. Even the name itself, Martin and Luther and King, has an almost holy reverence. And that is not a coincidence. The name on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth certificate was not Martin, nor did the document include the middle name Luther. Michael King, that's how he entered the world. The story of how Michael became Martin is a fascinating one. It begins with King's father, a rural sharecropper who remade himself into a prominent minister in Atlanta. In 1934, he was senior pastor of Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he was known as the Reverend Michael King, or M.L. King. That summer, the Elder King's Church sent him on a whirlwind trip, including a stop in Germany, which had a profound effect on him. During his trip, the senior king toured the country where, in 1517, Martin Luther, the German monk and theologian, nailed his 95 theses to the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church, challenging the Catholic Church. The act would help start the Protestant Reformation, the revolution that split Western Christianity. But King's father arrived in Berlin a year after Adolf Hitler became chancellor. And all around this city, he was seeing the rise of Nazi Germany. The Baptist Alliance responded to that hatred with a resolution deploring all racial animosity and every form of oppression or unfair discrimination toward the Jews, toward colored people, or toward subject races in any part of the world. According to Claiborne Carson, director of the King Institute, when the senior king returned home in August 1934, he was a different man. It was sometime during that year when he changed his name, and his son's name too. Why did he do it? Scholars say there is no definitive account explaining why, but historians say the timing, coming after his trip to Germany, makes the change seem somewhat obvious and almost biblical. For Mike King, wrote historian Taylor Branch, the switch to Martin Luther King caught the feeling of his leap to the stars. For the younger King, that name, Martin Luther, wasn't so easy to grow into. Branch, the celebrated civil rights historian, said King shrank from it, commenting publicly only once after the Montgomery bus boycott that perhaps he had earned his name. The transformation from Michael to Martin is initially seen in MLK's 
Writings and Letters. In October 1948, the younger king wrote home from Crozer Theological Seminary. In the letter, he thanked his parents for their kindness. He signed it, Your Son, M.L. By the 1950s, the young king had become Martin in his letters. In a July 1952 letter to Coretta, who would become his wife, King writes, My life without you is like a year without a springtime, which comes to give illumination and heat to the atmosphere saturated by the dark, cold breeze of winter. King signed the letter, Eternally Yours, Martin. By the late 1960s, during all the violence and protests, it was clear who Michael King now was to himself and the world. And you know, if I was standing at the beginning of time with the possibility of taking a kind of general and panoramic view of the whole of human history up to now. Here he is giving a sermon in Memphis. And the Almighty said to me, Martin Luther King, which age would you like to live in? King described traveling to Greece and to Mount Olympus, to the heyday of the Roman Empire, to the Renaissance. And I would watch Martin Luther as he tacks his 95 theses on the door at the church of Wittenberg, but I wouldn't stop there. The next day in the evening, King was shot on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel. The world mourned Martin Luther King Jr. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Deneen Brown for the Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.